Hello, Internet. Welcome to the Transatlantic Podcast. Um, my name is Kat, and I am... Uh, oh, I've done that wrong. Um, yeah. Let's start that one again. Um, hello, Internet. Welcome to the Transatlantic Podcast, a conversation about trans topics with two people across the pond from each other. My name is Kat. I am a trans feminine person from the UK. And I'm Luxander. I am a trans masculine person from America. Yeah. And the thing is... Um, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Um, I was going to try and bring up being outed, but I don't think there's a natural way to do it. And I think that kind of goes along with the theme. It's, it's, it's kind of a jarring thing even when you do it yourself. Um, yeah. Do you have any interesting stories about being outed or outing yourself that you would like to share, Lux? Uh, well, the first one is always the most fun, right? Yeah. Uh, so, okay, yeah. So the, the the idea of this week's discussion topic is being outed, being clocked, outing yourself, that kind of thing. So the first time that I had this experience of being outed or having to deal with coming out, like, I had come out to some people already, but it wasn't a big deal. Uh, I didn't, like, tell my dad or my parents that I was, like, having any kind of weirdness with gender. I was just doing things, like, being like, oh, hey, dad, when you go to Target later, will you pick up some Axe deodorant for me? And he was like, okay, cool. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> just, just little things like that. And we were going to my grandmother's for, like, some hot... I don't know. It was something, like, Thanksgiving, maybe. Probably not Thanksgiving. It was some holiday, but not, like, a major, major holiday. Uh, so it was, like, my dad, my stepmom, me, and my two little sisters... And, like, we got to my grandmother's house, and my stepmom took my two little sisters inside, and my dad was like, you are going to stay here. And I was like, okay. And he basically was like, what's going on? Like, you need to tell me what's going on. Yeah. And it was the worst. The worst. <laughs> like, I didn't have trouble coming out to him. Like, that's not the biggest deal in the world, because my dad's a pretty cool... He's been pretty cool about basically everything in my life as far as my decisions and stuff are concerned but it was just like the time it was bad timing and it was a sensitive subject and I was like 15 and I got cornered in the car and had to like deal with that conversation and like cry and shit and then go inside to my family my like extended family of uncles and aunts and shit with clear crying face yeah. so that was like that was, like, the most fun first story of coming out to someone. My dad was just like, you need to, you need to explain to me what's happening. Not the most comfortable situation to be put in. <laughs> no, it was not great. It was not A-plus parenting. But it wasn't <laughs> traumatic. I'm just like, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to think of if I have a similar experience. I had one night time when I told, I told all my parents. And I, I basically, at some point, my therapist said, you need to tell more people than just your girlfriend and your parents. And I was like, yeah, no, I'll tell them when I'm ready. And she's like, no, you need to do it now. I won't give you hormones. And I was like, fuck you. But um, yeah. so basically, my I, my parents asked if they could tell the rest of the family. And so that's being outed. But it was sort of, I kind of, I was, I, I didn't object to it, but only because I had to, because I sort of pressured into it by the NHS. You know, go, go NHS. So good. Um... So basically, I attended this family do in the middle of July that like we do every year. And basically, like, everyone knew. And I had no idea who knew and who didn't. And it was really weird. 
Um, I had people asking me like what name I wanted to use on the table, and I was like, no, the old one's fine for now. I haven't switched over publicly. Um, I didn't know if my brothers knew. Apparently, my cousins had just talked to them about it, and they'd been like, oh, yeah, yeah, we knew. I was like, when the fuck did you know? I didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done, but I didn't. It was a very, very weird experience. I sort of like sat there like late into the night with people telling me, like being nice to me and saying all these nice things and stuff and me being there like, this is really overwhelming. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I sort of, I mean, like that, a lot of that happens, I guess, behind your back, like being outed without your knowledge is sort of the easier, easier one because then you just don't have to think about it unless someone confronts you about it. Like I had a friend, one of the first friends I came out to, Apparently, when he was just in a, me and my ex's flat when we lived together, he came across, like, a wig and some, like, girls' clothes and stuff that I had, like, left in the cupboard. And he was just like, oh. And she was like, yeah, that's cats. And, I, and he was like, okay. And he just closed the cupboard. <laughs> didn't, didn't say anything. But he was ready. When I came out to him, he was like, baby, yeah, I know it. And I was like, yeah. And okay. we just, we hugged it out. We got some drinks. But, yeah. Uh, that was, those are weird. It's a weird thing to do. Did you, have any, did you have any? Did you have any any like friends or stuff or to anyone that figured it out that sort of came to you before or came to other people before you were ready or before you'd actually come out to them? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I I don't have, I don't think I had that experience. But the person who I knew who came out, who was probably like the reason that like transness was in my head. And, like, which months later I had the realization that, like, oh, shit, this is a thing happening for me. Uh, I didn't know that that was a thing that could happen. Um, But, like, so they had uh, a mutual friend of ours actually, like, was, like, threatening to tell people. And, like, and I was like, that's super shitty. So I didn't personally have that happen, but I knew someone who did that. And I'm really glad that we don't talk anymore because he was just such a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh my God. It's awful. Um, like a lot of shit can come from that. Like if you're not, especially if you're like stealth or something and like you're trying to live your life like with no one knowing you're not cis and then like someone in your life knows and they email people you know and say, hey, just so in case you know this person, you know, this is their history. Well, this was like closeted high schoolers time. Yeah. So, you know, it's like almost like even more sensitive then. Oh, Especially yeah. with what we know about the rate of suicide among youth in general and then like particularly amongst LGBT youth and then particularly amongst trans youth. It's yeah. just a very sensitive time. And if you're already like worried about all of these other things happening in your teenage hormone filled life, plus yeah. you're also dealing with gender stuff. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was also a little bit different like eight years ago when this was happening with me versus how it is now because the environment has just sort of shifted. I don't know. It just sort of wasn't a big deal back then. Yeah. Or as big of a deal. And I can't even imagine being in high school right now. It would be a nightmare. It was a thing that people didn't know about. Which sort of makes it a very weird thing. Like, it depends how good they are at new information, I suppose. Because it's not just an issue. That people. It just wasn't an issue people were talking about back then. Yeah. People were just kind of like, uh, okay, cool. Like, they well, just... I think, yeah. Like, in the thing in the background, most of us have heard the term, like, transsexual and stuff before. And that was usually about it. Like, I think most of us knew the basic concept, but didn't really think about it. And it's sort of, it didn't really, not, it wasn't, like, in the, in, the no, in, the public, in the public knowledge enough that, like, a lot of us could apply it to ourselves. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, I was the same with bisexuality and then later pansexuality yeah. and then later transness. Like, it just, it's just <laughs> stuff that I never really thought about until You're collecting I was, the letters of the acronym. Yeah, could just, just getting more, more and more labels <laughs> oh. and letting them rule my life, apparently. Yeah, well, that's what it, that's all it is, you know. <laughs> Fucking prescriptivists. Anyway. <laughs> Silly. But yeah, like, see, like, I see, I see this a lot on, um, on like threads on Reddit and stuff where like somebody's, especially when like a cis guy comes on and they're like, oh, I'm dating this trans woman. And then I like, we were having this, I was having a lovely time. We had a few dates. Then one of her friends messaged me and said, you do know this is a man. And this has happened multiple times on the internet. I've seen these posts and it can't like, if, if it's coming up that often in just like a small site and how often it is in real life that people are actually going out and just like actually outing trans people to like potential dates and stuff. I guess because wow. they think that they'd want to know because they think it's their business or something. But I, can, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> There's not much you can do apart from like no. be like, yeah. Like, like why? Yeah. Why are people? What the fuck? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's some people are like that. They, they, they probably like they're probably like, oh, just so you know, man, you're super gay now because this person used to have a penis. It's like fuck you. <laughs> Basically, except not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't get it, but it seems to happen. I mean, I don't think it's happened to me, but I haven't had that like that much of a romantic life, so I don't really know if it would apply even. And plus, I like out myself to like almost everyone I meet. Like less so these days with just random with like random professionals and stuff. But like before, like especially when I wasn't passing, I just like bring it up no matter who I was talking to, because it's just like, I didn't want them to clock me and I was sort of wanted to preemptively do it. So like when I was like a, like job center stuff before and like the year where I couldn't find a job and they'd like sit me down and say, so, Oh, so Eleanor, cause that's my first name. How is your thing going? I'd say, well, as you know, I'm trans and then just carry on with the rest of it. And, <laughs> okay. they, just, and they just sat there like, Oh, well, you seem very talkative. And I'm like, ah, I'm really socially anxious. They're like, Oh, I don't feel like that. I just feel like just spilling myself to everyone because I didn't want, because the feeling of being clocked is so much worse than me telling them and that and no matter what reaction I could get. Like I can understand time. that. And, and you're yeah. also not the only person who does that. I like, I, I frequently reference this other podcast that I <laughs> listen to, but on this other podcast that I listen to, one of the guys, like it's effectively like it's a longstanding joke that he is, practically every person he meets like especially when he was first on hormones and like you like you were like not passing yet or whatever um it, it was practically just like hello my name is Aaron I'm a trans like <laughs> you know like just practically out there in every single interaction yeah I I it. personally am not like that so much because I it's potential conflict and I yeah. don't want to deal with it uh, so I just don't deal with it yeah yeah I mean, like, sometimes it's easier to shut up. Like, if I feel like someone's going to... Like, if it's if I'm not going to talk to talk to have a long conversation with someone, I won't bring it up these days, mainly because I don't want the hassle. And, like, I've answered enough tr um, 20 recording questions about trans topics now that I... You know, if I'm not going to get... If I'm not going to spend the time getting to know someone, I don't ha feel the need to, for someone to ask me about, like, you know, like, genitals and shit like that. Um, and plus, like, now I'm starting to pass more. It's more, like... I'm sort of leaning towards not telling people because it's nicer. But like, if I'm going to make friends with someone, I can't, I, it's really hard for me to be friends with someone and then not know it. And a lot of them I'll suspect they'll know too. And then I'll just bring it up. Like I had, um, 
in my PhD office as a few people around. And um, I told a bunch of them that I was trans when I, came, when I came out to them. So I guess I just assumed that people knew. So I had a, I had a new person one day and like, I, she said something that made me suspect that she knew. And I didn't know she did. And I got kind of like upset on the inside because I thought someone might have told her. So I just brought up something and I brought up like my patches or something that was on all the time and sort of like showed them the implant and stuff. And they were like, oh, shit. And then it just dawned on them. They said like, oh, I would never have known otherwise. And it's like, oh, well, here I am. <laughs> <It's> hard, <laughs> like, <you know>? shit. <laughs> yeah. Because it's hard, it's hard to, because people aren't, people aren't asking, people aren't like rubbing it in your face most of the time. Like if they're nice people. So, I mean, if you're talking to a decent human being, you're not going to find out, I guess, if they knew. I mean, it's some combination of, like, decent person and, like, too awkward to make a scene about it. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, there's a sliding scale yeah, somewhere like, in there. Like, every time someone comes up to me and they're like, can I ask you a really rude question? In the back of my head, it's always like, oh, they're going to ask about the trans stuff. Or they're going to ask if you're a woman or a man. And it's like, and that, that's happened, like, once or twice. But then usually it's something completely innocuous. And I'm sitting like, oh... I panicked over nothing. I have to go back and pretend I wasn't, like, about to squirm in my seat. What What do people come up and randomly ask you that is potentially rude but not about you being trans? Like, what happens in your life? Well, obviously it wasn't it wasn't that rude that I, that I remembered it. So it okay. can't have been that bad. I'm just like, why are people randomly approaching you? And what are they commenting on that could Maybe be rude? Maybe it's just because... Maybe it's because a lot of British people just like outwardly very polite. So they just like, okay. they want to pre- pre- preface something. Like if they think someone might take offense to it or find it weird, they just want to preface it. Okay. I, I mean, and I guess it might also might even just be like a, I'm sorry if it's rude that I'm intruding on your day. Flat Aww. period. No, I don't they know. Wouldn't do that. No, I don't know you British people. <laughs> yeah, we're weird. We're a weird bunch. Uh, weird bunch. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, yeah, what I was going to bring up at the start with the being outed thing, I probably mentioned this story before, but when I first came out to people, um, one of them, obviously, one of the people I told, obviously told the people he was living with, um, I say that obviously because I don't think there's any other way this person would have figured it out like she said she had. Um, someone basically came up to me in a pub and said, um, hey, I, I think you might be trans, I figured it out, and I was like, How? And she was like, well, I don't know. You, look, you, you, like, don't dress as masculine as you used to. You shave your beard and your nails are painted. And I was like, I mean, the last one, yes, that's a clue. But the rest of it, <laughs> I don't know how you got it. <laughs> but, yeah, she like, basically... There's not enough information to glean that conclusion. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just sitting there, like, thinking, oh, this person's an ally. They're, they're very friendly. They basically got the way to say that we're fine with it. And they're, and they're, like, happy with trans people. They don't have a problem. And, like, good, good. And I also got that out there. And then um, a few weeks later, like, I found out that she'd basically told people that I wasn't ready to come out to, like, people that I was much closer to than her, and basically said, um, oh, you know, Kat's going by this new name now, and, um, you know, they're, they're transgender and stuff, and, like, these are people that, w- that, those are that I wanted to tell face-to-face, because they're going to take, partly because they're going to take, take it harder, and partly because they're better friends than her, and I want, think they deserved to know. And yeah, and I don't know, like the idea, like they just making up this shit, like saying that I was going to change my name and all that stuff just then when I had like it was going to be another year before I did that sort of stuff. And it was just sort of there's there's a lot of things that are super rude that you come across when you're trans. But I feel like 
people don't realize how, just how fucking rude it is to out someone without their permission. Like, they just and, don't think and about it. And not just rude, like, potentially dangerous, like, potentially yeah. deadly. It's, you know, not just something that, it, like, not only is it personal information, but it is literally personal information that could get someone killed. So, like, yeah. I, I mean, it, uh, it, it's, oh, God. There are so many things wrong with that, and I'm, like, so glad that I haven't had really <laughs> to deal with that kind of thing. Like, ah, oh, God, the worst that I've really dealt with was, like, being called unpleasant names a couple of times when I was in high school. Like, basically, when I, I, I transferred from one high school to the other and was more or less just in the closet as, like, a f- female-identifying genderqueer person um, at the time. So I, I, like, didn't feel the need to be out as trans, necessarily. And then I was done with high school, and I just entered the workforce with the same kind of mindset. And then, like, basically just didn't tell anyone. Like, even after I started hormones, and I was on hormones for almost a year at that job before I switched, I, like, just, for the most part, didn't tell anyone. And the people that I did tell, like, I don't know, people are just like, either oblivious or, like, deliberately they don't get things. I don't know. I really don't want to just make a blanket statement, like, the people that I was around were just too stupid to grasp the concept, but it is (laughs) entirely possible that that was the case, because... I think it depends who you're talking to. I mean, like, I feel like um, my experience has been, basically, if you tell someone, like, if you say, hey, I'm a dude, here's my dude name, and then you go around and it's obvious you've got, like, boobs under there, because you've told them you're a man and stuff, they'll take that and they'll won't question it. They'll give they'll they'll know something's up usually. But like, you know, there could be a lot of things wrong. You could have like a hormone imbalance or something. You could just be a, 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 a not traditionally like masculine or feminine looking person. It's just it's one of these things. That's, I think it's because they're necessarily like ignorant. It's just that nobody. It's that trans is usually the last thing people think. Unless and especially v- with trans men, like trans masculine people. It's, yeah. People don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> unless they're unless you're very familiar with trans people before, unless you've like done a lot of activism in that area or something, or if you just happen to have a few trans relatives, it's not the first, it's not one of the things you're gonna think about, especially when, um, especially for assign- people who are assigned female at birth, like uh, like extreme mascul- extremely quote unquote masculine presentation is fairly common. I mean, it's not like super super common. But, you know, you don't see, like, a butch, like someone who's super butch and think, oh, that's a trans person. Yeah, most of the time people will be like, that is a lesbian or yeah, something yeah. along until those lines. The, yeah, until the facial hair starts and they're immediately like, that's a man, because apparently the, ma- the male cues uh, kind of override the female ones in everyone's mind. <laughs> it sort of depends on yeah. context. But overall, yeah, yeah, like, the facial hair is an overwhelming... <laughs> contributing factor yeah um do you so do you very you don't very often have people clock you or like out you in public um no i've had it fairly often <laughs> right. do, well do people bother you about it yeah yeah i mean i've had like people like ask me like are you a boy or a girl like straight up front and stuff and that's like as close to asking if you're trans as they can be without asking it yeah. Um, are you a woman or a man? You're a man, aren't you? That's one I brought up before on the street with a homeless person. Um, 
A lot of it, I think, is because like they they see me initially, and then like something I spark something. Like if I say something, if I open my mouth nice, my and my voice happens to be quite low that day, or maybe they notice that I'm quite tall and broad, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe my makeup's not on, prop like as much as it could be. I mean, I've had like my my ex, who's very feminine looking, um, Cisco. She's been called sir and stuff in, like, news agents and shit, just when she doesn't make a colossal effort. So I know it's not just a me thing, but it still, like, happens more to me than most people because obviously I am trans and there's still, like, there's still fairly big tells in a lot of ways. But, you know, I do. I do get clocked a lot. And it's, it's, all, it's not as, no, as much as I used to, but it still, it kills me every time. And especially when it is, like, someone you're alone on the street and it's dark because it is fucking dangerous. And, like... <sighs> So, the, I mean, I, I expect that to happen, and it's happening less, I suppose. Like, I've been shouted at by people on the street and stuff before. Um, I guess it's just a lot easier to harass someone who you think is a man in a dress, because once you think that, that that's a thing that's easily ridiculed in our current society. Um, I don't know what your experiences are, but, like, I... I yeah, I do. I don't even know what to say, because it's just, it's just a ball of distress... Distression? Distress? Distressing? Just... Distressness, distressitude. <laughs> I Either think way. distress is yeah. the noun. Yeah. So most people it's I meet distressing. Yeah, most people I meet don't seem to tell either that or they're just too polite, which I don't mind as long as they don't tell me they're clocking me. Um, yeah. But when they do, it's a real, real painful experience, and I not what I care to remember, but I tend to, and I focus on it quite a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Like it's not. It's actually not uncommon for like when trans people are doing trans podcasts to be like, I'm going to dissociate now because this is so much dysphoria. In <laughs> so like, don't feel bad if that happens. Oh no, um, I'm not, I'm not getting dysphoria from it now, but I just like struggling because I, cause like when I can remember that is the stuff that I tend to have talked about in the podcast before, cause it has been traumatic and I've brought it up in great detail. So mm. I don't really want to rehash so much, but yeah, clocking happens. Um, I don't know the, the worst ones. It, it tends to be actually like tends to happen more when I'm all dolled up. And I don't know why that is. And maybe it's the circles I hang I hang around in. Maybe they like, maybe because there's a few drag queens around some of the places I go to. And so they maybe. expect when they see someone who's like quite broad with a lot of makeup on, they're like, "Oh, who are you? What are you? You know." But I don't know. Oh, it, it sort of makes me wonder if putting an effort is worth. It. I know it is because people tell me it is. People tell me I look nice and things, which is nice of them. But yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like what it's like how different it is on your end because I don't know. I don't have the transmasculine experience. But yeah, well, yeah. it's it's weird because online people pretty much like if they don't already know me, just assume that I'm a cis man. Even like I am very out. Although I have had people tell me, uh, like in the comments on my YouTube channel, some people occasionally think that I am a trans woman or something like that. Like I get, I mean, I get different things from different people yeah. because like my online presentation, it's fairly straightforward. Like I have a masculine sounding first name and my profile picture that I've been using like is like almost a full torso shot plus yeah. my head. Like, so, so like it's not like you can e easily distinguish my face and it's a black shirt, so it's not like you can easily distinguish whether there's a chest mm. in this tiny little Facebook, you know, size picture. <laughs> so, 
it's like ambiguous enough that people just default to assuming that I'm a cis male. So there are instances on on the internet where I have to out myself in order to participate in certain conversations. But that's, we'll get back to that. Primarily, we're talking right now about in person because like it, for me in person, I do get asked quite frequently actually, like whether I'm this or that, or you get the people who are like, they'll start addressing you with like one gendered thing and it's the right one. Right. But then they like get a closer look at you and they're like, oh no, sorry, I mean this and it's the wrong one. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, you had it, you got it, you did, you had it the first time. Like, yeah. so you got to find a way to like say that and deal with that. <laughs> Uh, See, I haven't, yeah. had that, I, I haven't had that one so much. Like, I like I haven't had that one for, like, I don't know, like, a long time. Which is kind well, of, the thing like, is that you're less ambiguous than me. Yeah, but that's like, why I don't understand. Like, you, you're the other ones, like, with, with, like, you guys are, like, on, like, all unsure. Like, is it this one or is it this one? Whereas with my sort of stuff, it tends to be, like, oh, either you're a woman and so with that, or suddenly you're a man. And then now we suddenly, like, alarm bells going off. for like, oh, man in a dress. Go chase him down the street. And I <laughs> yeah. My my presentation is more masculine, or yeah. I mean, I would I would call it like neutral, but like realistically, like I wear cargo shorts and t-shirts, so yeah, like that's it's fairly casual masculine, like no effort type of thing that I go with fashion wise, yeah. and I have relatively short hair, like it's not super short, but it's relatively short, and I color yeah. it brightly, which is a thing that you know, like, some, like, really gay women do, or, like, it's actually, that's actually something that is becoming more common among, like, non-queer women, which is kind of, like, obnoxious, because it's, like, queer signaling, but it's getting blurred. How are we supposed to know when the gay women are? I know, how do we know which (laughs) ones are the gay ones if the straight ones keep cutting their hair and dying at colors and fucking wearing rainbows? Bloody straights. (sighs) The rainbows thing is a little bit too far. <laughs> like, well, the one like, the that the rainbow underneath, or do what? The other, the, the other one without the rainbow underneath, like you lift oh, up the hair. I, that's pretty cool. Like, I actually think that shit is really cool. Yeah, and especially like if it's it's underneath, then I don't have a problem with this. But I'm talking about like people actually wearing like rainbow shit, mm. like allies who are like, I'm gonna wear like a rainbow lanyard or like have a rainbow ring or like, and I'm like, can you not, please? <laughs> There's very few ways we have of detecting each other. Yeah. Please stop ruining it. But again, that's not for here. What I was trying to get at was that my voice can, like, like literally, I can, in the course of one conversation, masculinize my voice and, like, try to downplay some of the feminine, like, and, and I don't know, like, just the things that I've picked up over the years that tend to be coded as more feminine. I can... I can be perceived as either gender on my voice. Mm. And then, like, my physical appearance, like, I'm, I'm a fairly small, dainty-ish person. So, like, even though my shoulders are broader because of muscle growth, there's still this, like, I'm a slender person. So I don't have strong secondary sex characteristics in the first place yeah. either way. And my face is not, like always telling by itself like it's getting to a point now where most of the time people by looking at my face gender me as male which is in and of itself uncomfortable in its own way yeah so yeah it's like 
it's very varied for me. Very wildly, like, one interaction to the next, I will not necessarily know, regardless of how I'm presenting myself at any moment, like, how that person is going to gender me. Which is why I think it's annoying that people will even dare to say that, like, oh, well, you're not likely to be a target for violence. I'm like, how about if I go outside with my deep-ass voice and a skirt on and a bra, (laughs) like... (laughs) What do you think people are going to think I am? Probably yeah. a trans woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't even fuck with me. People yeah. gender me differently, like, literally all the time. So I never know what, like, what I'm going to have to deal with. If I'm going to have male privilege in this conversation, or if I'm going to be treated like a girl in this conversation, or be treated badly because they can't tell in this interaction. Like, I, I never know. Yeah. Honestly, like, like most of the time I go around, the, I go when I go around and in public and stuff, I just assume that people like when you're talking about, it, you don't know what 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 people are gonna think. I sort of act like that. I think about that all the time. I just kind of act like I don't. Like I'm always in my in my head. I just like I never know what they're gonna think. I just half the time I assume they're gonna know, so I just kind of like act in a casual and confident. And I hope that comes across. Like, yeah. like even like now, like you know when you first start transitioning, start like going for the uh, for your for, like, the right for a lot of different clothes and stuff, and it's kind of a harrowing experience because you're like oh what they think what they think i'm just a pervert and stuff like that i like going around like i used to go to like um a, the local supermarket like in the dead of night because it was 24 hour and like get women's clothes at like 2 a.m because mm-hmm. i don't think anyone would be there and occasionally there'd be just be two people just standing in the clothes aisle and be like please leave please leave now <laughs> and like now please i'm go away. yeah and now I'm, I'm, I'm i don't feel much better on the inside but i just kind of have to go along with it because i have to like, I went in earlier to MAC, you know, the makeup store. I spent a ridiculous amount of money on makeup because I needed some. And it's all that time I was just, like, thinking, that, oh, what if they know? What if they know? And I know I shouldn't. Like, it's been, like, I've been passing for a while now, even though I still get clocked on occasion. Like, the majority of the time I'm safe and it's daylight. Like, someone assaults me. It's in the middle of a major city. People will notice. Like, it was a low-risk scenario, all things considered, as a, tra- as a trans woman who doesn't always pass. But, like, see, I got to the front, like, and I didn't know what to do. And she's like, the lady's like, which lipstick would you want? And I'm like, what? And she was like, and she was like, this is six items. I was like, seven items. She's like, yeah, but what about your six? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I thought, I didn't know what she was talking about. And she was like, oh, no, I thought you were refilling. I was like, oh, no, I'm buying stuff. She's like, oh, okay. And she goes off and just, like, redoes my shopping for me because apparently I've done it all wrong because apparently I don't know how to shop at Mac because I wasn't raised in a female environment. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't fucking know anything about makeup either, but... Yeah, yeah. But, like, that that sensation of, like, being there, like, it being like, oh, I've not done this right. I don't have the experience that people do. That's when those situations where you're like, are they going to put it two together? Am I going to have to go, like, put up with this, like, shop full of women and, like, they're all going to look at me like I'm some sort of imposter? And it didn't happen. I mean... Some of them might have known for all I know, but my voice was fairly high today until I blew it out doing a song earlier. And yeah. like, so it was, it was low risk, but there's still like, no matter how frequent the clockings get, if it's happening often enough, or it's just not happening at all. Like if you have the experience of it having happened before, I feel there's always gonna be a part of my brain and I don't want to speak for everyone, but like, I feel like a lot of us are like this. There's gonna be a part of your brain that's always going to be suspecting it and always afraid of being outed. Like, every time someone refers to me by a pronoun in public, I half the time I'm waiting to cringe because I'm expecting them to say the wrong one. And they very, very, very rarely do. 
so I don't know if that's like mostly imposter syndrome coming out and stuff like that or just lack of confidence because I've I've, I've had that throughout my life I know what that feels like but well I mean it's it's continued and repeated trauma yeah, yeah. like I mean that's one thing that people don't really think of I think that like being misgendered is not just it's not being it's not like being offended and it's not like you're just irritated it's like it's actually traumatizing like it physically is painful like it's so emotionally painful that it becomes physically painful yeah like dysphoria by itself feels like that and then if you add on to that like the social dysphoria and being misgendered it's like adding on to what could for some people be a lifetime's worth of trauma so it's like it sticks with you and you're constantly on guard for it because it's something that's actually hurt you and your brain is like we are trying not to get hurt all the time yeah you're on fight or flight mode like constantly (laughs) basically this is the thing, like, it's the most hurtful thing that can happen right now in my transition. Like, I'm not happy with my facial hair or my chest or my genitals, but, like, they're all, like, minor concerns compared to, like, how awful it feels to get misgendered still, to get clocked in public. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the thing, I don't, like, I have, most people I know personally, they don't do it. So I don't know what it is about someone passing on the street. Oh, I guess it's just because you pass a lot of people on the street. But because it it has happened, like, recently, it's always there. And I guess, yeah, that's... You're anticipating it because you know what's gonna, how you're going to feel if, you, if it comes on. Uh, and transitioning is hard, and there's a lot of tra- things going to be left over from the end. Like, we don't all leave, like... We're not going to leave this process being, like, perfect, happy snowflakes. You know, like, there's... <laughs> there's you got to watch out for, and some of it's fucking dangerous, and it's... It's all right to be scared, but... It's worth talking about, I think. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna ask. I don't know if you had the experience. Do you have any friends that um, talk about being trans in scenarios where you would rather not have them talk about it? In. Uh, can you provide me with a little bit more context? Uh, <laughs> well, I was just gonna. I, will, I was wondering the way to bring this up, but, like, I have a couple of friends, like, one in particular. I won't name him just in case he's listening. But, like, <laughs> who, like, whenever we're out in public, like, he tends to bring up the fact that I'm trans, like, and he's got a very loud voice. Oh. So, like, whenever we're together, he's like, hey, you know how you're trans? X joke. And I'm like, well, this was quite funny, but I just can't laugh because I'm sort of panicking and looking around, just hoping no one's noticed. And this happens, yeah. like, almost without fail every time we're in public together, like... Like, oh, you know how you're trans? Hey, if you had a trans date, would you call it this? And I'm like, yeah, you're hilarious, but I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, like maybe save this for later when we're not in public. Yeah. Like with most oh, of my goodness. friends that did that, like it was earlier in transition. Like I had a f- friend that was like, we're at a party once. And he was like, hey, when are you getting the surgery? And I was like, fuck off. But, yeah. <laughs> for so many reasons, fuck off. <laughs> but like this is like, like I think it's just because he, he knows, because he wants to just have a talking point and stuff. And that's nice. But it's not, it's it's similar to be getting outing and getting outed by people without asking things. I'm comfortable talking about it and he knows that. And like, I'm comfortable talking about it in an environment where I don't think people are going to get on my case about it. But 
I don't feel the need to shout it to the rooftops apart from putting it on the internet in the form of podcasts, which you can <laughs> yeah. listen to on this RSS feed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like if you have that experience of like it coming like just it just coming up and because people not thinking about it. Well, I can think of two examples that are roughly they're basically like what you're talking about. I don't have anyone who's done it repeatedly. Yeah. But like okay, I went to go have my interview uh when I went to start working at Jimmy John's. Uh Yeah. And like my friend was there who I don't see very often. We talk online semi-frequently like not as often as we used to, but um like we live in the same town and so we bump into each other once in a while and he was there like eating uh and like chatting with the people who were on staff and like I went to go sit down in one of the booths so that the like manager girl could like talk to me and everything and he was sitting like immediately behind me and I was like going into this situation having not decided yet whether I was going to be stealth or not because it was like the second job I had had since I had gained the ability to stealth if I wanted to and I wasn't sure yet and so I like turned I turned around and I was like I swear to fucking god if you use a pronoun or do anything even remotely similar to that I will stab you like (laughs) this is apparently what I do now yeah is like I'm like I will fucking stab you (laughs) Uh, and then he just, like, he really loudly, I can't remember specifically what he said, but it was, like, it was something that I was, like, I was immediately, like, that was the worst fucking thing you could have done. <laughs> that thing that you just said, like, I don't remember what it was. I do not, because, hmm. I don't know, it was a few months ago, and I just kind of forgot completely about it until just now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was, like, salty. I was not pleased. And then... Amusingly enough, at my job at Jimmy John's, um, there was this guy uh, working there who I'm still sort of kind of friends with, but, like, he knows the girlfriend of one of my friends. And so he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this new person start, like, working with me, and their name is Luxander. And she was like, oh, do you mean, like, this 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 and this like you know naming attributes about me and he was like yeah that's basically the person so like he found out that I was trans because like I'm I'm like super out like her boyfriend has known me like like actually he's big motivating factor in like the fact that I actually did the thing and got hormones because he was just nagging me like constantly he was like you know that you want to do this you know that you need to do this why are you just putting it off still like, just yeah. constantly nagging me, which some people would not appreciate, but I'm, like, actually, like, thank you for doing that. I think, like, every <laughs> every year, right around my anniversary, I'm, like, thank you so much. Like, I text him, like, thank you <laughs> for nagging Aww. the shit out of me and getting me to start hormones because it was really great. Or, like, you know, it's one of those things that I do when I'm drunk sometimes. I'm, like, thank yeah. you so much. But <laughs> so the thing was that I wasn't – I didn't know whether I wanted to be out at this job. So I was, like, okay, this dude – knows who I am and knows that I'm trans and like he kind of hinted he said like I know things and I was like I know what you're talking about and he like asked about my pronouns and I was like yeah they're they and them but like I'm okay with people just using he and him and he was like he was like no I'm I'm like I'm gonna respect your pronouns and stuff and Mm. I didn't have the opportunity to be like okay dude 
what I'm trying to say here is just fucking use these because I haven't decided whether or not I want people to know this about me yet. Yeah. So I don't know exactly. I, like, I don't think he told anyone because he's not the type of dude who's going to do that. But mm-hmm. I, I also decided pretty quickly that I was just going to be out about it and not worry. So His intentions were good at least. Yeah, he, he had good intentions, but like, no. Like, no no way. I, I don't know you and I don't know any of these other people. So yeah. like, no. But uh. that's the worst I've had in terms of like people outing me to other people on purpose or accidentally. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, shut your goddamn mouth. There's two, that's both cis men. Yeah. Well, that tends to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I had um, a situation um, maybe a couple months ago, I think. I haven't heard much from it since, but um, this, um, I did a master's degree like, basically, like a year and a half ago. I can't remember when I finished it. Um, and I basically did a paper on it. Uh, you can read it if you want to. It's got my old name on it, so I don't pay too much attention to it. Um, on like dinosaur teeth. Um, and at some point, they've the, the master's program I was on have decided to basically expand on that. And so there's another girl doing it now. And she basically messaged me at some point, because I'm mutual friends with one of the um, one of the co-authors on that paper who is her supervisor now. Mm-hmm. And she basically emailed me and she was like, hey, Kat, got some questions about the project. I know you didn't. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ask me everything. And so she she talked to me about it. We had a back and forth. It was all fine. And at some point she was like, hey, just so I know, um, do you identify as female or male? And I was like, what? Where'd this come from? And she was like, yeah, well, I was referring to you as she. And then um, one of my supervisors emailed me and says, you know, it's he, right? And I was like, and she, and she was like, I just wanted to check. I'm like, thank you for asking. Why, why did he like, how have they not, how has, not, how has he not figured it out yet? <laughs> I guess because like, no idea. sometimes you get in touch with people. Like I'm not friends with the guy who outed me on Facebook, which is, which I guess is half the reason why. But the the other the other guy, I am friends with him on Facebook, and I post quite fairly often about trans stuff. Like I out I came out on Facebook a lot, like a couple of years ago, and it was a big thing, and it got like a uh, like a hundred likes. If you were my friend on Facebook, you probably saw it. Um, and I'm not I don't not don't shy away from it. My pronouns are female on there, and my my profile picture is intentionally very feminine looking. Like I'm not trying to hide it. Like if you look, you'll be able to find out. But I've transitioned. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that, so, that, so that happened. That was fun. Um, I haven't talked to the guy since. I haven't been to many conferences with him since. So there might be a surprise next time I see him. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully he won't recognize me. That's what I sort of hope. That's the, that's the, big, the big moment for me is when you meet, see someone you haven't seen in a while. And you'll, oh, you'll, yeah. you'll be standing next to someone. Like I went there with, um, I out with my ex. And we ran into someone we both know. And he was talking to her for ages and just, didn't, and just completely ghosting me. And I was like what the fuck is going on? And at the, at the one point she just pointed to me, um, my ex just pointed to me and said, oh, cat. And he just turned around and was like, holy fuck. I was like, hi. Hi. <laughs> yes, I am also here. <laughs> I look a little different now. I know it's fine. <laughs> I've, ha- I've actually had that almost exact thing happen uh, because my partner, Deegan, like used to work at uh, this local, local grocery store where like he he had people that he knew from high school who worked there and people would you know come in once in a while i think there was one time that i visited him while he was working so he would his job basically was to like bring all the product forward on the shelves and make the shelves look good and like on truck nights like put shit on the shelves right yeah um 
so he was doing that, and I was, like, there talking to him. And, I don't know, I probably went to go get groceries, and I just, I would get trapped talking to him for, like, an hour and a half, because there's a reason why we've lived together for so long. Like, we just, we can just talk about random shit all day long. Um, So his, like, some person that he knew, like, came up, somebody who I had met who had, like, hung out in our apartment before, like, came up and started talking to him, and, like, literally, I was just kind of, like, there. (laughs) And then at some point, at some point, I think the friend, like, said something to me, like, oh, and I'm sorry, I've been, like, ignoring you. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, hi, like, what's your name, whatever, like, how do you know Deegan? And I was like, we're partners. We've met before. Like, like, I'm okay with the fact that you don't recognize me. I find it rather amusing, but... Yeah. Like, hi. (laughs) I was like, why? At first, I didn't realize that he didn't recognize me, you know? So I was like, why are you not talking to me, T-Bear? Like, what's up, (laughs) T-Bear? Why are you not talking to me? Like... This is the real one, especially when it's early on and it hasn't happened before. Like, you know, you're just outside and someone's... Your friends are talking to someone and they just don't look at you. And it's like, we hung out, like, loads of times. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Like, do fuck? you not know who I am? Like, no, actually. You've cried. Well, I hugged you when you were crying once. That's something you should remember. I was very comforting. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the fact that T-Bear gave such good hugs was part of why I was so upset. Exactly. You need to get those hugs again to secure that friendship. Yeah. <laughs> hugs are the basis for any good friendship. They if, are. If somebody gives bad hugs, then it's kind of like you know that a relationship is not going to work out if they're a bad kisser. Yes. Like, a friendship is just going to not work out if they're a bad hugger. (laughs) I agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) There's some fundamentals you need in a friend and some fundamentals you need in a partner, and I think you've got it right on track. I think you're on the fast track to happiness there, my friend. (laughs) Having having standards for hugging, standards for the quality of the hugs. (laughs) You need to rate each other in a little form. How is my hugging? You know? (laughs) I feel like I'd probably do okay on that. I've been I've been told I give a good hug, but so it's same here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We haven't <laughs> hugged in person. I can't tell if that's true, but like. Yeah, I, I mean, you you live kind of far away. It's true, Just, and it might be hard to get the to get the logistics right because I'm like five eleven. It's quite and like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm five six. I'm not like that much shorter than you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my partner is, like, six foot even. Oh, fair enough. You're used to it, then. We're, yeah, we're pretty much, yeah, we, fig- we figured it out. <laughs> the thing that I have to not do with someone who's taller than me, well, really anybody who I hug, is, like, I have really bony shoulders, mm. and I have been known to accidentally, like, like you know, get people in the throat <laughs> with <Yeah>. my shoulder. <laughs> so I'm, like, that's the one thing that I'm super aware of when I'm giving hugs now. I'm, like, don't crush their esophagus with uh, your shoulder. So usually when I'm hugging a bony person, they're, like, super tall, so I just don't notice. You just sort of get, like, a purchase around their waist. I feel yeah. like recently, like, since I've been transitioning, other things have been happening now, now I'm sort of the right height around most people that when they hug me, their head rests on my boob, and I'm not sure how to th- what to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you have to start bending down a little bit. Like, if I'm drunk, I'll mention it, and I'll sort of laugh, and I'll be like, what? And I'm like, Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Like you just like you just like you don't notice because like it's like oh okay you're there all right good good talk. What's fun <laughs> that that happens to me some sometimes mostly with like my sisters but like I bind so yeah. like it's not clear that I have boobs but I know that they're there yeah 
Or like uh, I worked with this woman when I worked with uh, the post office who like one time she like put her hand in the middle of my chest. Like she, it was one of those like you need to make you need to be taken care of yourself and like yeah. put her hand on my chest. And I was like, <laughs> it was okay, but I almost died. That's like the most anime noise you've ever made on this podcast. I think. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> That was me breathing in, like, I can't, like, yeah. I liked it, it's good. Save that one. You'll, have a, you'll hear some sick remix coming out with that later this year, when I drop my mixtape. Keep, Keep yeah. it on your soundboard. I will. It's free. You, you know, I've it. got a SoundCloud now, I might as well use it. <laughs> on this podcast feed, you get all those sick beats. We'll have radio effects. We're going to have radio effects. Whenever one of us good. makes a random sound, we'll just start collecting random sounds until oh God, we have, have one radio effects. Those obnoxious morning show yeah. sa- soundboards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> weed, weed, weed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is we, how we're going to market ourselves. When we get to episode 50, which will be the um, MLG does transatlantic, you'll hear all about that shit. It'll be all over it. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun can i just replace I'll, I'll ask george if we can re-record runaway with just like air horns instead of lyrics <laughs> i, I want to hear that <laughs> oh god that would be great it'd be hilarious i think he'd be up for it <laughs> yeah just like hey we would just remix that again but use like air horns like all air horns <laughs> even the drum beat air horns i'll ask him i think he subscribed to this podcast so he'll hear this eventually yeah do it. Do it. I, I, I don't know you at all, but do it. He's a good guy. You'd like him. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what, how are your parents with outing? Because I know that can be a thing. I don't know if they like, it depends how understanding they are and stuff, I suppose. But like, I know with um, my parents, like I went up to like a trip in like York once I've talked about the podcast before where they basically, we were just in a shoe shop and they just misgendered me and they didn't mean to but that then that suddenly like the whole shop like the clerk looked at me and they're like looking at me in a new light and stuff and it's mm-hmm. all by accident but it is still kind of outing like misgendering is inherently sort of outing if they know who you are yeah i mean my parents are pretty like okay my stepmom almost never fucks up yeah my dad however fucks up pretty consistently Mm. Which is really funny, because he was like, I'm never going to fuck up, like, after the first time <laughs> that he, like, confirmed with me what my pronouns were. And he, he checks once in a while, like, he confirms, like, I'm I'm still using the right ones, right? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Or, or at least, like, he's got it in his head to be using they and them, even if it doesn't practically come out that way. Um, but we are never, like, in public very often. Like, if I go see them, it's, like, at their house. So it's not a big issue. And then yeah. when it comes to things like... Um, oh shit, like, if someone, oh, like, he needed to call the post office a couple of times, like, because I worked at the one that delivered to his house, and he would, like, order things from Amazon and, like, have them be missing or some shit like that, so he would be like, "Uh, I didn't really know, like, what to say when I was talking to your supervisor, so I just avoided the pronouns, and I was like, that was probably a good call. Just use he and him, like, because I'm stealth there. But, like, yeah, that was probably a good call. Um, and as far as, like, parents outing me to other people, I, th- I I don't really remember telling 
like my grandparents or my uncles or aunts or anything like that. I think that they just figured it out and yeah. or like they asked my dad and then he was like, yeah, because he dealt with that for me. I did not deal with any of that. He dealt with that for me. And yeah. it, I mean, it's just basically something that I'm like, I don't think that it's really worth it to talk to most of them in anyway. So I don't bother. Like, like you were saying earlier, like you're not going to necessarily correct someone unless you actually care about them. Like, I spoke to my mom for, like, two and a half hours, like, six months ago, and she, like, told me that if she was talking about me in retrospect that she was going to use female pronouns, and I'm like, I don't care about you enough to explain (laughs) to you that you're not allowed to do that. I'm just going to let this moment pass because I fully intend to stop speaking to you, like, as soon as my brother is no longer living with you. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's probably uh, a problem people have. Like, they feel like when they're referring to you in the past, they have to use, like, the the original pronouns. And I guess that's yeah. a lot of this because, like, the narrative is, like, oh, used to be a man or used to be a woman, which isn't how it is. And so I guess they just assume, like, that there's this thin line and it's, like, suddenly the genders are switched and now we change exactly. Like, no, please just use the stuff, use the female pronouns, use my name that's not the one I don't like. And, like... Yeah. I mean, I for know. my mom, she was like, well, you were a girl then. And, like, that's true for me. That is true for me. Yeah. It's not true for every trans person. Yeah. Um, so, like, she's correct, technically, which is also why I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. Because it's just the thing that I felt needed to be addressed, if anything was going to be addressed, was, like, you don't tell someone who's trans how you're going to refer to them. Yeah. You always ask. Like, that's so shitty of a thing to do but again i don't care about yeah. her or her existence <laughs> so mm. but like i i had uh, she apparently like friended some of my in-laws and like they didn't know who she was because we don't have the same last name and excuse me um apparently like on my birthday a few years ago she posted something on her facebook about like about me and it being my birthday and she like, she was like, my my first child, born this name, now this name. Like, and she always does all this stupid bullshit about how, like, she's, I'm like, I'm like her first love and, like, stupid shit like that. And I'm mm. like, can you please just stop <laughs> with everything yeah. that you're doing? So that'd be a potential problem uh, if you weren't, like, so, like, if you weren't, like, open about being trans on the internet as well. Because someone could, like, Google that and, like, find out literally this is your name before, this is your name after. I mean, I'm not even, like, quiet about it. No, I know, it's the thing, like, you're out about it, but, like, if you weren't, that'd be really bad. It would be really fucked up, yeah, like, I personally don't try to, I don't consider it my dead name, I don't even really like that phraseology, like, it is my old name, and I don't, like, shy away from it, and I will tell people if they ask me, like, it's not a big fucking deal, um, but yeah, yeah, like, it would be really inappropriate otherwise. I don't like that sort of thing you know people like they like a lot of the times people like they when, when they find out i'm trying to say oh what was your old name and it's like none of your fucking business i mean you can find well, out like you can nobody find out does who, ask me so oh I, I get asked that a, well not a fair amount but like i've actually asked like three or four times um but it's like why should i tell you like i don't use it anymore so it's irrelevant for one and like the second like some people like they hear it and then they'll get into their head and then when they're trying to refer to me that's a name that's going to be popping up and I don't want that because it means I'm more likely to be to be like dead named um and I was like it's not if I'm not using it why do you need to know it's like it's like asking how like how much you weigh when you how much you weighed when you were born like it's completely irrelevant it's completely in the past and it doesn't mean anything anymore 
I know. Yeah, you're, uh, you're absolutely right. I guess I, I, I don't have people actually ask me, but, like, I, so I think of it as, like, oh, if someone wanted to know, I would probably be okay with telling them. I would probably preface it with, like, I don't mind you knowing this, but, like, first of all, don't tell anyone else, and second of all, like, don't think that this is an okay thing to ask any trans person just because I'm willing to answer your questions. Yeah. I mean, this is the, like, I, I, like, I mean, you can, like, people can find out if they want to. I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I'm a person on the internet. You can find out much, most of the shit about me. I've got, I've got a paper published under my old name for Christ's sake, but like, yeah, I feel like that's the sort of thing that gets misconstrued a lot. It's sort of like the, the idea, like if a trans person has told you it's okay, that means it's okay. Like I've got told about the, um, did you assume my gender joke and shit like that? Like they're like, Oh, I, a trans person told me it was okay. Like, a black person could tell you you could say the N-word and it still wouldn't mean that you're not going to get punched by another black guy for saying it. Yeah, like, context matters. And, like, <laughs> also, no one trans person speaks for all trans people. And anyone who is a decent advocate in any group is going to point that out. They're going to say, um, by the way, this is my experience. I don't speak for all people in this group. Yeah. Because, like, a person who is mindful in their advocacy is going to know that. I guess the problem so, yeah. is that, like, a lot, most trans people aren't going to be, like, activists. And so it's yeah, hard. Yeah, so like, they just assume that the lay person is going to know and be an expert. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just by being that thing doesn't necessarily make you, like, an expert on gender theory. Like, you are not an expert on women's studies by virtue of being a woman. You know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> We're going to get into that as a mother argument now, because that's another podcast, I think. As a mother, what? No, I heard this. Um, oh, I might get in trouble for saying that. <laughs> I might stay away from it. It's, okay. a, it's a thing sometimes people say they're like, as a mother, and they make a point that they could have made without saying it. And so the, implica oh. the implication is that because they're a mother, their opinion is superior. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have had, a d I've gotten into it recently with people about like, yeah, that whole concept of parents who are... I don't know, very snobby about their kids and, like, and about their being a parent and how, like, they automatically are granted some sort of higher social status or expertise on the subject. Yeah. Well, I'm, sh I'm sure it's a pregnant. wonderful experience and it's very rewarding and you do learn a lot, but it doesn't entitle you to, like, an authority opinion on everything. And even if it did, authority opinions don't mean shit if you can't justify them with logic. So there we go. Um, argument for authority, that's a thing. Uh, it is we'll just break down the logical fallacies in one of these and just turn it into a skeptic podcast by accident that's gonna that's, <laughs> that's gonna cause a lot of problems with the demographic i think that'll go so well <laughs> so well <laughs> not that it's already not already alienating to have like a trans podcast it's true <laughs> Let's keep it. Light. Let's also make it. Let's like alienate all the feminists by <laughs> steering it in a skeptic direction. Ah, uh, come on! I'm a. I, you can be both. You can, but a lot of people don't think so. Yeah, but those people are the people I disagree with. I'm fine with Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot thinks I'm a twat. Well, I mean, there are people. I don't know who are like in my feminist circles who are almost like against movement skepticism. Period, and like are skeptical of people who identify as skeptics because people in that group tend to be fairly toxic, or at least that's where a lot of the toxicity for the, like, atheist movement started. Is And, like, it's valid, especially, like, as trans people, because people who are, who identify as, like, capital S skeptics also tend to be, like, 
I'm skeptical of gender theory. And, like, you know, the, they're the kind of people who will be like, oh, science still says that, you know, gender and sex are binary. Yeah. Which so, like, there's a reason to be wary. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. Like, I sort of fell out, like, like I'm going out and saying, oh, I'm a skeptic. Like, like, sort of following it as a movement and all that sort of stuff. Like, once all that sort of stuff really got to a boil... And it became clear, like, the major organizations were super against feminism and a lot of LGBT LGBT issues for some reason. I guess a lot of it's because there's a lot of libertarians in charge and a lot of those weren't very socially socially, um, progressive. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Either way, it's a whole can of worms. (laughs) Whole can of worms. Oh, that's dangerous. But yeah, I got sort of disillusioned with it anyway, honestly. Because obviously, like, like, coming out as trans and stuff and, like, suddenly there's this whole shit, like, a load of be like, oh, this is really important and stuff, and the fem- feminism stuff really, I got the feminist bug. And, like... Well, it's it's the intersectional thing, really. Like, yeah. once you, like, it actually, like, started for me in the atheist community because it was, like, for one example, like, black atheists have a particularly difficult time and a particularly high chance of, like, social ostracism from yeah. their families and communities if they come out as atheists. Or if they even openly question. So, like, that was, like, just one of the examples where, like, my knowing my, my involvement in the atheist movement started exposing me to, like, the intersections of oppression where certain people at certain axes actually have a more difficult time. And yeah. then, like, I also was a writer on Teen Skeptic, so they were talking about how, like, there was overlap between being an atheist and being a woman. And particularly, yeah. like, pe- people started having conversations about how skeptics were a lot of them were very misogynistic and so it started to play a huge role so yeah intersectionality really is what got me to stop caring as much about atheism and skepticism because like yeah while people halfway across the world are being like murdered and stuff for being atheists it's it's as ridiculous for me to be outraged over that uh compared to other things, as it is for Christians to be outraged over Christians being persecuted on the other side of the world, compared to other things that are comparatively more important and closer to home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wrote for Teen Skeptic too, and you know that, because we did it together. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the sort of, yeah, it was the same thing for me. Like, it's sort of like, the more you get into it, the more you realize, like, these are actually more important to me. And, like, that was kind of a weird thing to you, but we all change our values, and, like, feminism is important like like and lgbtq issues are important and they're all on our doorstep and like i don't know they just they just matter to me more at a certain point <laughs> yeah and like i, I mean I, when you maybe it's like because i was like super ignorant before but like i wouldn't if i hadn't like followed rebecca watson and stuff on the internet i probably wouldn't have become a feminist because i would have just gone down some dark fucking reddit path and became some big misogynist and then came out of the closet like 10 years later and realized all my mistakes because i was in a very self-hatey place at the time um yeah and, like, if it wasn't for people like Natalie Reed and Zinnia Jones, like, who I saw from, like, atheists and skeptic circles, I wouldn't have known as much about trans stuff, like, when I need to come out. So it's all formative, but, yeah. Um, I feel there's a lot of us on this sort of end of the activism spectrum that sort of came from that area. I know there's, <laughs> there's a few. Yeah, like, I mean, the primary core of my friends group is people that I met through movement atheism or movement skepticism who just were in the social group that was also into feminism yeah which i have feelings about but that's not for today (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Maybe I'll save this. Maybe I'll save this and put it out later because it is a tangent, but I think it's interesting. Um... Oh, you cut out for a second there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I say maybe I'll maybe I'll cut maybe I'll cut this out and put it in somewhere else because I think it's interesting, but I don't know if it's really on topic. But I mean, who cares if it's on topic? We're we're it's the end of the episode. We've yeah. we've exhausted the topic now. We're it's an interesting discussion, and like people like people need sometimes it's important to know where you came from and like yeah. And I mean, the internet, yeah, yeah, and the internet's a big place. If you search our names, you'll find up you'll find our Teen Skeptic articles at some point. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there, there. minor, to, minor, like some of mine are proper clickbaity headlines and stuff like that. They're not very well written, but there you go. It's, I haven't read that old stuff in a while. I, <laughs> I should go back sometime and get a good dose of embarrassment. Yeah, I have, I have like a, a blog that I used to write for every single day for two years on the internet somewhere. Uh-huh. That's got some embarrassing shit when I was really t- putting up the dredges towards the end. And some of the stuff in the beginning, also very bad. I also like, I, this is the kind of feeling I get when I can look through, like, I've got, like, two big songbooks of songs I've written since I was, like, 14, 15. And looking back at some of those earlier ones, it's actually awful. Like, and some of it's just because of the cringe, and some of it's like, how the fuck did you not realize you were tr- both, A, trans, and B, really depressed? Look at those lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> How did you not know? Why did you think you were okay? <laughs> uh. Oh, the folly of our youth. I know. <laughs> this is why this stuff needs to be in schools. We need to have comprehensive gender and sexual orientation education in schools. Because otherwise people are just fucking confused all the time. Exactly. And if you want to want us to appear in your schools, you can email us at transatlanticpod. <laughs> at gmail.com and you can say hey cat hey lux do you want to come to the school and we'll be like no and then we'll <laughs> <go>. <laughs> that's not that's not fair so i might say yes sometimes depending on where it is um, it depends on where it is yeah if you and pay are you me, gonna pay me and yeah, how much if you pay me and it's easy to access maybe if you don't pay me and you just offer me something nice like a hug yeah uh, and I'll try to keep the cussing to a minimum oh sure yeah well I, I guess it had to be like actually when it's little kids I feel like I don't cuss naturally when it's like five year olds. Oh well, when it's little kids, yeah. I was not thinking. Oh quite no, so I've been dropping f bombs left and right since they're fifteen. That's just part of my agreement. Yeah, that's gonna be in the contract. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be in the contract. Yeah, like I will cuss as much as I want to once they are past this age. They're cool with it, you know. They're gonna learn about trans issues and they're gonna say the word fuck a lot. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be the most relaxed environment. Yeah, and you can you can tweet us asking about that at transatl podcast. And Facebook, Transatlantic Pod, I think. That's the one that I get confused about. Um, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. You can get all our music, all our music, all our music there and all our podcast. Um, Planning to get on YouTube soon and stuff like that. Google Play, not sure what's happening with there. Maybe they'll open the doors to the UK sometime soon and I can upload it there. Um, By the time you listen to this, we might have a Patreon up. So if if you do, please give us money. We need to keep the lights on. And servers are expensive. Um, yeah. yeah. Email. What's the email? Uh, transatlanticpod at gmail.com. And, okay. and if we do have the Patreon up, it's going to be uh, patreon.com slash transatlantic. Great. Yeah. Please, yeah. if you have any questions, email us because we'd like to answer some. And we're not going to just make up some questions or go on Yahoo Answers and stuff. Like, that. there's no point doing that. There's other podcasts you can go to that do Yahoo Answers. Um <laughs> we yeah. want your real genuine questions yeah we don't want to be answering questions like um oh no 
I was gonna come, I was gonna think of like I was gonna try and think of one then, but it'd be shamelessly stolen from my brother, my brother and me if I did, and it just wouldn't be worth doing. Um, <laughs> music is uh, "Runaway" by George Gad. Go buy his music. Go buy on um, Bandcamp. Search for George Gad or Little Bribes if you want uh, some more heavy stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Anything else we want to say before we pop off? Uh, I think that's basically all the things. Be safe out there, kids. Yeah. Uh, Cis people don't fucking out trans people. It's rude. Yeah, don't do that. Trans people wear a jacket. It's cold out there. You know. It's cold out there. It might snow. Stay safe. Yeah. (laughs) Down with cis, whatever. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, God. Uh, Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Bye. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) Stellar. (laughs) 